0: Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from, people that I admire and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel. I'm so glad that you are tuning in today. I'm really excited about this week's episode and I really feel like this episode is going to resonate with a lot of us today. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I titled this week's episode, Balancing Busyness and Devotion. Are you busy? (laughs) Do you feel like your life is so full and there's just all of these moving pieces? I mean are you someone like me? I'm right in here too. Do you feel like you ever have days that, I mean, you're so busy and at the end of the day, you know, when things are, you know, the day is kind of winding down, everybody's had supper and the, you know, maybe the kitchen is clean, maybe it's not. (laughs) I don't know. But, you know, you kind of get like, The kids in bed and everybody is, you know, kind of settled down for the most part. And you kind of sit there and, you know, you catch your breath and you think, what did I accomplish today? I feel like I was really busy. I did a lot of things today, but I don't know what those things are. (laughs) I know I was really busy, but I don't know what I got done. (laughs) Are you, I mean, do you get this? Can you agree with me here? You know, I have been known to... Well, first of all, I'm a list maker. Uh, I never really used to be up until, I would say, probably oh, I don't know, four or five years ago, for sure in the last three years, but maybe four, I started making a list of things that I needed to get done that particular day. Things that were, you know, time was of the essence and these were the things that I needed to accomplish today. And I don't know if it's an age thing or if I am just really that busy, but I have found that at 51 years of age here, I really like lists. (laughs) I really like to have things written out. Um, Found that it keeps me on task. It, you know, helps me to remember oh, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to do today. Oh, yeah, that's what I needed to get done today. Oh, yeah, I need to be over there. Or, oh, yeah, I need to send this email, or whatever the situation is. But you know what? Sometimes when I get a little distracted during the day and I did something that wasn't on the list, you know what I do sometimes? I add it to the list, and then I cross it off (laughs) because it makes me feel accomplished. (laughs) So I don't know if you resonate with that, but that's what your girl Susan does sometimes. I will add things to the list because... Hey, I did that, and then I'll cross it off, and you know what? Kind of pat myself on the back. All right, so there's one thing that's done. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know what season of life you are in, but, um, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. I feel like nowadays we are just busy people, right? You can, be, you can be a college student. You can be a young mom. You can be an empty nester. You can be a retired person. I feel like no matter what stage of life that we're in, we all have a lot of things going on in our lives. There are a lot of moving pieces in each of our lives. Recently, I really began to recognize that I needed to make some changes in my life, and that's really kind of where the, this week's episode is, is birthed out of, But, uh, and I'll get to that in a moment. But... I really began to recognize that there were some things that needed to kind of um, be reevaluated in just the things I was giving my time to, um, the things that, you know, were taking up my time during the day. Because I don't know if you need a friendly reminder or not, but there's only 24 hours in the day. <laughs> There's no way for me to try to shove in 25 hours or, you know, like 24 and a half. How many of you have been like that? You feel like, man, if I just had one more hour, man, if I, (laughs) I mean, right? Um, But do we know, can we just be honest that we know that even if we had an extra half hour, even if we had an extra hour, I don't know that it would really make that big of a difference because we would just be trying to cram more things into the day. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't resonate with you. Maybe that's my own sad story. (laughs) But nonetheless, I just really found myself feeling just frustrated that I had so many things going on. And I was like, man, I feel like I can't get everything done. And the thing that really I if I'm really going to be honest and I committed to to all of the ladies, you know, in in this on this podcast that join me or even, you know, my ministry if she rises, I'm always going to be honest with you. I'm, you know, willing to pull the shades back and and let people in a little bit because I want the people that that are, you know, a part of my ministry to know that you're not alone, and you're not crazy. You you have someone here that connects with you and can appreciate what you're feeling, what you're going through. And, uh, and so one of the areas that I really, de- uh, I just really began to see was kind of taking a hit because of just the busyness in my life was my time with the Lord. And I got to tell you something, that time with the Lord is so precious to me. I've been, I've been a follower of Christ and reading my Bible and carving out that time with him each and every morning for 28 years now. And I don't say that to, you know, to get applause from anybody or, you know, to say, wow, you know, you're so awesome. And you know that I'm all that in a bag of chips because I know that I'm not. (laughs) Trust me, I know that I'm not. But I say that to say that for 28 years, that has been just a pillar in my faith, a pillar in my life. And so when I began to recognize that area of my life that is really so important to me and has been just such a bedrock in my life was kind of taking a hit, I needed to make some changes because that time with the Lord, uh, you know, each and every morning, it just really was the catalyst for the rest of my day. Um, you know, I I don't want to make decisions without hearing from him. I, I, you know, just like you, live in the world and the world is so loud. It's, you know, it has a lot of negativity. It has a lot of toxic, toxic, toxicity, toxicity. <laughs> don't don't um don't bash me grammar police so i made of may have, may have uh, said that wrong but you you get what i'm saying here you know i i really just felt like i could see myself getting kind of crabby at things and i had a just kind of a short fuse and you know you've you've heard if if you have been around the faith for any length of time that the book of Galatians talks about the fruit of the Spirit and patience being one of the fruits of the Spirit. You know, I just got to tell you, my fruit was being squeezed. (laughs) It didn't feel good. And so I was able to, you know, just kind of trace it back. And I really feel like, you know, the Holy Spirit pointed out to me, you know what is really kind of the root of this, Susan? is your time in the word, your time with the Lord in the morning. It's been lacking. It's been taking a hit because you kind of let things slip in your life. And so I just want to talk to you about that today and I want to just encourage you that that you that you matter, that your life matters and your relationship with the Lord, it matters. And you know, I feel like you already know that it matters. I know, I believe that about you. I believe that that your relationship with Jesus is important to you, that it's a priority to you, that it matters. And And yet, if you're anything like me, sometimes life happens. And before we know it, I mean that part of our lives is kind of taking a hit. And all of a sudden we feel crabby and we're, you know, kind of lashing out. Um, you know, if we listen to ourselves talk, we are, you know, we're kind of feeling a little negative and we're saying kind of negative things. Our conversation isn't as um, wholesome. <laughs> our selection of words in conversation isn't as peaceable and joyful and wholesome as it maybe once was. (laughs) Again, I don't know, maybe that's not you, maybe that's my own sad story, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say at least one of you can resonate with me. I want to talk to you this week about the story that probably is familiar with many of you, if not all of you. It's the story of Mary and Martha. We can find their story in the Gospel of Luke. I'm really going to be pulling from Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. But just a little background about Mary and Martha for those of you listening. That aren't as familiar with who they are, man. I can just really resonate with these two sisters. They were sisters, um, and they had a brother named Lazarus. And maybe you're familiar, maybe heard stories about you know Lazarus being dead and Jesus coming and and raising him from the dead and calling him, um, telling him to move the stone and you know away from the cave where he had been buried and called him forth. So um, Lazarus being raised from the dead. So these were siblings, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. They were siblings, and all three of them were great friends of Jesus. And in this story of Mary and Martha in Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, Jesus comes to Comes to Martha's home. They they show up, and I say they because we know that the disciples, you know, were with him, right? So it wasn't just Jesus showing up. You know, in verse 38, it kind of gives um, an indication that Martha was was perhaps the oldest of of the three because it says that she welcomed them into her home. Uh, and so I, I just want to lay that as a foundation for us as as we're going forward. That you know I think that I think that those of us that are maybe a little bit older, you know, as it relates to siblings, you know, those of us that that have that have that that role in in siblings, we we kind of feel like a different sort of responsibility, right? We feel like because we're older, it's, you know, we kind of feel a little bit more responsible for things. And we definitely, I feel like I can pull that out in this story in Luke's Gospel chapter 10, that she probably, because again, it, it hints that this was her home, she probably felt, you know, just kind of a, a heightened responsibility, not only because she was the oldest of of you know the three siblings but it was her home that that Jesus and and his disciples were entering. I think that she that she probably had a heart to um, she just wanted to be a great host. You know, she wanted to um, she just really wanted to honor her guests, well, she wanted to serve them, well, she wanted them to have a pleasant full experience in her home. You know, I think that you know, if if you're familiar with this story, many have thought of her as maybe the more mature of the three, the more practical one, and Mary as being the more spiritual one. Because in this story, you know, Martha is in the kitchen doing all of the preparations, making making the meal, trying to be the best host, and and Mary, her sister, isn't helping her. She's instead can be found seated at at the feet of Jesus and I just want to add just interject here really quick that you know in that culture where this uh, was taking place you know the woman's place was in the kitchen not at the feet of Jesus especially not at the feet of Jesus in a room full of men men definitely had a different uh, priority a different value a different level of importance. And so for Mary to be able to make her way into a room full of men and position herself amongst the men at the feet of Jesus, let's not forget that really valuable point there. But I want to point out that that also in verse thirty nine, that you know before we get too far ahead here, verse thirty nine also hints that Martha also enjoyed sitting at the feet of Jesus because, uh, because it says that she also sat with Mary, and so that that one word also indicates that that she was a willing participant with her sister Mary that there were times that together you could find them both seated learning and gleaning from from Jesus both of them were gifted they were equally loved they had they had value both of them mattered and and so here we see in Luke's gospel chapter 10 You know, we kind of paint the picture here. You know, Martha, it's Martha's home. She's the oldest, three siblings here. And Jesus shows up with his entourage of of disciples. And so that's a lot of people to cook and prepare a meal for, right? I mean, 12 disciples... And Jesus, so you know, and probably her siblings were probably going to enjoy a meal with Jesus and his and his disciples. So, you know, it wasn't for you know um, a tea party with you know a party of two. Like it was, <laughs> it was it was quite a, a group. And so, I, I just picture it in. You know, Mary are uh, Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha is feeling responsible. She's, you know, cooking and preparing and trying to be this this great host. And she gets a little frustrated. Martha does, um, and I wondered today if you and I can, um, as I get into this week's episode, really kind of see ourselves in her and and just kind of resonate with quite possibly where she was at. I know for myself, I just really found myself. In Martha's um, role in this story, as it relates to just the busyness and the worry and the frustration and you know all the things going on in my life, but getting back to the gospel, Martha finally has had enough. <laughs> I I just picture this unfolding as I read this this passage of scripture in Luke's gospel. It's like you know she's finally had enough. She's she's you know just feeling like. Are you kidding me right now? Do you not know that we have this great meal that needs to be prepared? There are a lot of preparations. There's veggies that that need to be cut up. There's, you know, bread that needs to be kneaded or or whatever the situation is. Can you help a girl out here, Mary? (laughs) Um, You know, like, can you not see me in here by myself? And where are you? Oh, you're in there, seated. You know, you kind of positioned yourself at the feet of Jesus. Well, I want to be there too, but I'm being responsible. There are preparations that need to be made here. Oh, and by the way, who do you think you are that you're sitting in there in a room full of men? This is your place. This is where you're needed, Mary. I mean, come on. Are you kidding me right now? And so I just picture Martha feeling like this is it. And she sets her, her, um, you know, her utensils down probably, I don't know, maybe a little kind of, you know, not gently, but maybe a little louder, you know, to kind of, you know, make her point. Um, you know, she's maybe trying to emphasize her frustration. And I, I just picture her, and maybe it's because I picture myself doing this, like she just kind of boldly barges in <laughs> and she goes to Jesus and this is what she says to him. Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. <laughs> I, I just, I love that because I don't know about you, but when I feel frustrated that someone isn't helping me and I feel like all of the responsibility is on me in the home, you know, it's like, we've had a gathering of some kind, um, and everybody else is just kind of laughing it up, you know, they got their heels kicked up, and they're just, you know, having a grand time in the living room, and I'm, like, in the kitchen, <laughs> I mean, there has been just this level of frustration that rises up in me, and you can find me maybe kind of clunking some some pots and pans around and making a little bit more noise because I'm frustrated. (laughs) I mean, I want to be in there laughing and hanging out too, but... Someone needs to be responsible. Who's going to be the responsible one? Oh, I guess it'll be me. (laughs) Or how about after like a big holiday meal or a big birthday meal or a celebration of some kind and you're in there doing all the cleanup and everybody else is just, you know, once again, where can they be found? They're all hanging out and it's just you, (laughs) right? Do you get it or is it just my own sad story? Or how, how about... You know, you've had this really busy week and, you know, you feel like, gosh, maybe I should, you know, push the, the broom across the kitchen floor because I now see dust bunnies flo- floating around or, gosh, it's been a couple of weeks since I've pushed the vacuum cleaner and you just maybe want some help, right? You you just want some help and, and yet nobody can recognize that, you, you know, you're huffing and puffing and... <laughs> you're kind of lugging the vacuum around and, you know, you're maybe kind of, you know, carrying it in front of someone that's, you know, watching the football game or whatever it is. And you're trying to make a point here. Can you see me? (laughs) Can you help a girl out here? Oh, man. You know, I think that one of the things that I really appreciate about Martha is obviously she was comfortable in her relationship with Jesus, that she felt like she could go to him and voice her frustration. Uh, that's the first thing I I just want to point out here in Martha, that, you know, she was obviously irritated. She was frustrated. You know, she felt maybe a little overlooked. Maybe she felt a little overworked. (laughs) You know, maybe she felt like, gosh, you know, I I would like to be in there too, but I mean, there's a meal to be prepared here. (laughs) And so she just I I love that we can see that in her, that she felt comfortable enough to go to him and say, Look, I am in the kitchen, and my sister, the one, she's sitting right there, if you haven't noticed. She's she's the, the woman amongst all of you men here, in case you haven't noticed. She needs to be in the kitchen. And obviously, she's not getting the point as I'm clanging and banging around over here. Could you tell her? Tell her to come and help me. She's going to listen to you. She's she's going to uh, sit up and take notice if you tell her. Obviously, she's not paying attention to me. Obviously, she's has this innate ability to tune me out. Could you tell her? Because she will listen to you. I love that we don't see Martha hiding her frustration and she just seemed free to be herself in her relationship uh, with Jesus and I- I just, I want to encourage you today, you know, you don't have to hide your frustration with with God. You don't have to put on a face or, um, you know, wear a mask in your relationship with, with the Lord. If you're feeling frustrated and overlooked, if you're feeling <laughs> overworked or whatever the thing is, you know, I just want you to know that God... Um, number one, he sees it. It's not hidden. And he never, ever expects you to put on a face, put on a show for him. You can go to him and share your frustration with him. You can go to him and, and share your anger with him, your irritation with him. Talk it out with him because you know what? He's the one that can intervene and bring change. He's the one that can lift that from you. He's not He's not disappointed in you. He's not feeling like, could you pull yourself together? What is the matter with you? Wow, like I'm seeing a different side to you. I didn't even know exists. He's not like that. He's not like that. Uh, I think that each of us, if we're honest, we can see ourselves in Martha, right? I, I don't know. Again, maybe it's my own sad story, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's not. Our lives are full. You know, some of us are, are young moms and our days are filled with wiping noses and bottoms and spilled juice off the floor. There's always laundry to be done. We're we're volunteering at, at church and, and within our communities and, and at our schools. Um, some of us are working outside of the home in addition to uh, the work that we do in the home. Some of us are, are feeling like in, in the mix of all of that. Some of us, we're worried about things. We have fears. We have doubts. Some of us are feeling frustrated by things in our lives. And all of those things can be defined as one word. If I, were, if I were going to define all of those things, I would say they're distractions. Each and every one of them are distractions. And distractions can keep us from the most important thing, Jesus. The most important thing in our lives, Jesus And I just, I want to encourage you, don't tune me off. Wait (laughs) before you hit that stop button and say, forget you lady, you don't understand what I'm going through in my life. I want to encourage you. I get it. I get it. You have a friend in me. I'm not trying to throw stones at you. I'm not trying to condemn you. Uh, I, I once was a young mom. Um, at the same time working at the same time putting myself through school and even now being an empty nester um, I have a full life and as I said at the beginning of this episode life happens to me too uh, i'm I'm not somehow better than you I'm not higher than you i'm not i'm not above these types of challenges in my own life but I, I wanna instead can we just, Uh, reframe busyness? Can we reframe distractions? Do you know that Jesus is just an invitation away into all of the distractions in your life? Jesus is just an invitation away. He is an invitation away from being in the busyness with you. He is an invitation away from being in your worry with you in your fears with you he's an invitation away from being in your doubt with you in your frustrations with you In your irritations with you, in your questions with you, whatever it is, however you would describe or or define the word distraction, whatever it looks like in your life, he is just an invitation away. What do I mean by that? He wants to be a part of it with you. Extend an invitation. Extend an invitation for him to be a part of it with you and allow him to show you maybe some areas. Areas that, that, you know, maybe could be just adjusted slightly so that you could get back on track and and have that that special time with him that maybe you once enjoyed. Or maybe you're listening today and you're feeling like, I have always wanted that, but it's never been a part of my life. It's not that I don't want it. I just don't know how to do it. Invite him into that because you know what? As much as you want it, he wants it even more. He wants to be a part of everything in your life. But even more, he wants to develop an intimate relationship with you. Jesus said to um, Martha's question, Lord, don't you know, don't you know that I could use some help here? Tell her to help me. He responds to her, Martha, Martha, I see that you are worried and concerned and distracted by many things. Mary has chosen the better thing and it will not be taken from her. I I want to reemphasize that Jesus isn't saying that Mary is more loved here. That I value Mary more. That Mary is somehow more important to me than you. Um, let's not let's not get this mixed up again. Mary and Martha had equal value, equal importance. Jesus loved them fully and completely. The same devotion, rather, I think that what Jesus is saying here, um, he's giving a message about devotion, that devotion is a matter of developing an intimate relationship with Jesus. And, you know, can we just... Can we just say that maybe in an effort to encourage you and help you to keep your heart free, devotion is not about how many hours you're spending reading the Bible, how many hours a day, how, how many hours a day can you pray? How many hours a day are you, are you reading? How many hours a day are you studying? How many hours a week are you spending at the church? You know, I, I don't think that... That Jesus is saying it's all about, you know, all of those hours that you can clock. It's not about that. Rather, devotion is a posture of the heart. Devotion is a posture of my heart and your heart. Mary was living and worshiping and even serving from a place of rest. She had her priorities right. She um, she was aware that there were duties that needed to be done in the kitchen. She was aware of that. She wasn't oblivious to it. She, she knew what needed to be done, but she recognized that this is what mattered right now, that this is what needed to be given priority right now. The time that we devote to being in his presence It varies from person to person, but it stems from that heart. It stems from that posture of the heart that Jesus, you mean the most to me right now. I know that there's laundry to be done. I know that there's a full day ahead of me. I know that that there's a lot of appointments. I know that there's emails that need to be um, returned. I know that there's phone calls that need to be made. I know that there's school lunches that need to be made. Whatever, whatever the case might be, what we are saying when we prioritize our relationship with him First and foremost, really what we're saying is, God, you matter more than anything to me. You are what I need the most. It's your presence, and I want to hear from you. And you know what? When we are in, in that presence of with him... We It's in that setting that we can invite him, that we can invite him into our frustrations, into our questions, into our doubts, into the busyness of our day. You know what? I got to tell you, I can really see a clear difference when I have quality time with the Lord before my day starts, before the busyness of my day starts. And when I feel like, man, I'm just going to kind of phone this in and I'm just going to, you know, do this really quick um, because I got things to do. You know, I I, I just can really see a clear difference there. I want to encourage you that, that there's a difference between quality time spent with him versus quantity time with him. And I I don't know that that the Lord is saying I expect you to um, to put in X amount of hours every single day or every single week in devotion to me. Because here's the thing that turns into you know legalism that can easily turn into a works based type of relationship or some kind of performance oriented you know where where God is saying I want your heart. I want your heart, and I really think that Jesus' response to Martha is really what Jesus is saying, Mary has given me her heart. Listen, Martha, I'm not trying to take away from your responsibility that you feel i'm not trying to take away from the obligation that you feel to be a great host and prepare a great meal for me in fact i really appreciate that and i add value to that i see the value in that but i just want your heart jesus is saying i want your heart and isn't that incredible that the son of the living god that the king of kings that the lord of lords would say to me susan I want your heart. Susan, I just want your heart and he would say to you today, you know what? I'm so in love with you. I want your heart. I want your heart. I want to spend time with you. I want to spend time with you. I want to connect with you. And when you and I when we say yes to that, when we say yes to that, we're, you know, we're saying right now I'm going to set all of these other things aside, and I'm saying right now, I'm all in right here. I know that those things are waiting for me. I know that appointments are waiting for me. I know that the carpool is waiting for me. But you know what? I'm going to position myself and posture my heart so that I can first and foremost spend time with you. I'm gonna be all in here, and then when I need to show up for the carpool, I'm gonna be all in there. When I go to that appointment, when I go to that coffee date, that lunch appointment, whatever it is, then I'll be all in over there. But right now, I'm gonna be all in right here. Not glossing over scripture, not being, you know, distracted by my phone, can anybody else just resonate with what I'm saying today? Have you just really felt the distraction of your cell phone? I I have to believe that I am not the only one that just has felt the pressure and the distraction of your phone. I mean, Wow. You know, and I really felt like the Lord was challenging me in in this area of my life. You know, when I go to a doctor appointment uh, and the doctor is is in the room, I know that she's only going to be there for a certain amount of time that she's not just going to, you know, kick back in her chair and you know, spend you know an hour with me. She has other appointments, other people need to be seen by her. And so I know that I get her for this amount of time. And you know what? Uh, I would venture to say that you too feel like this time is special and I am going to just suck everything I can out of these short few minutes that I have with this doctor. And so I'm gonna be fully present In this appointment, you know, for this, whatever, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half hour, whatever it is. And I'm not going to spend it, you know, scrolling through social media. I'm not going to spend it on my cell phone responding to text messages. Why? Because I only get this time right now. Right now, I need to be all in. Right now, I need to be focused on this right here. You know, I have... I know that it sounds maybe kind of crazy and you might kind of roll your eyes thinking, I don't know, that seems kind of odd, but whatever, it works for me. It's almost like I have gotten to this point where my time with the Lord, it's an appointment. It is an appointment on my daily calendar. This is my time with the Lord. My cell phone can wait. My cell phone can wait. This is a rock in my schedule. I have it blocked off. Um, I, I won't schedule other things over it. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not scrolling through social media. I'm not looking at emails. Why? Because, God, we only have this time, this short amount of time, right here, right now. And I don't want to be distracted by all these other things. I want you. I want your presence. I want to hear from you. I want to talk about my day with you. I want to, I want to talk about the the many distractions that are trying to overwhelm me and and wanting me to cave into fear and doubt i want to bring and lay all my questions down at your feet lord i need you lord i need you i need you and so it's like an appointment that i have with him are you with me? Do you want that? Are you just craving him? Man, when when life was just really kind of going sideways for me and I really felt like distractions were really kind of winning the day, I just felt so deeply on the inside of me, God, I miss you. I miss you. I miss, like, reading your word. I miss just catching my breath in your presence I miss just spending time with you not for you know for me to bring my laundry list of things that I want you to do for me or that I hope that you will accomplish for me on this day I I just want you I just want I just want to meet with you um, and so I don't know. This is what the Lord has laid on my heart uh, this week. And I hope that it added value to you. I hope that you feel encouraged today to, um, you know, to just run after the Lord that you maybe with me will decide, you know what, I'm going to be a God chaser. I'm going to be a God chaser, and uh, there's so many other things that that are pressing in around me that are demanding my focus, my attention, my time, Um, and I get that. You know, those things matter, too, but you know what, God? I just want you, and so, Lord, I invite you into this desire that I have for more of you, and as much as I want it of you, the, as much as I want more of you, I know that you want it even more and so will you help me to establish some some boundaries in my life to maybe reevaluate my my calendar, maybe I need to go to bed earlier at night so I can get up earlier in the morning to have that time with you. Maybe I don't know. I, I don't I don't want to I definitely don't want to tell you what to do, but can I just encourage you Can I encourage you that your relationship with him, it matters. It matters. And to give yourself permission to contend for your relationship with him. So, I I don't know. Again, I hope that this added value to you. I hope that this helps you this week. And um, just know that I love you. I'm believing in you. Um, And uh, God is for you. He's not against you. He's on your side. You are fully loved you are fully known, you are fully heard, and just loved right now. Um, That's just really big in my heart that God could not love you any more than what he does right now. Right now, at this very moment, he sees you. He has you on his radar. All right, have a great week, um, and I will catch you next week. Bye-bye. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week, and I will connect with you right back here next week.